Hey, welcome into Positive Light. We're bringing a positive influence into this world and into your life. And hi, I'm Bob Miles. And today's episode is going to be on gratitude changes everything. So give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And from Rick Warren, he writes, An attitude of gratitude will lower your stress. Gratitude is the world's healthiest human emotion. It actually increases your immunity to sickness. Plus, ungrateful people tend to be unhappy people. Nothing ever satisfies them. They never have enough. They are when and then people who think. When such and such happens, then I'll be happy. But the Bible gives us another way. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Whatever happens, give thanks, because it's God's will in Christ Jesus that you do this. Gratitude can change everything. For, for example, try this. If you're feeling depressed, make a list of 50 things you can be grateful for. Your gratefulness will help shift your focus away from your problems and toward everything good God has done and is doing in your life. We take too much for granted. Develop the attitude of gratitude and watch your stress level go down because there is always something to be grateful for. Gratitude is a miracle creating attitude. It has the power to transform seemingly unsolvable situations. When you think and praise God in the midst of problems, he will do a miracle and turn things around. Acts 16 demonstrates the power of gratitude. Paul and Silas had gone to Philippi to preach and to teach, but they weren't well received. In fact, the crowd stoned them, beat them, and threw them into prison. At midnight, in the middle of the dark, damp, cold prison, Paul and Silas began praising God and singing songs of thanksgiving. That's when God did a miracle. He sent an earthquake that shook the whole prison. The prison cell's doors opened, and all the chains and shackles on every prisoner came unbound. Freedom came through thanksgiving. I don't know what kind of freedom you need. I have no idea what kind of miracles you're asking God for, but I know gratitude is the key. Gratitude will do miracles in your life as it releases the power of God. Instead of complaining about your problems, start counting your blessings. And the Bible says that there are four ways to express your gratitude to the Lord. The first way would be to sing to Him. The Bible says, Sing at your thanks to Him. Sing praises to our God out of Psalm 147.7. Christianity is a singing faith. There are more songs about Jesus Christ than about anything else, even love. You need to learn to sing your thanks to God and to praise Him joyfully. Few things make you aware of God's presence more quickly than singing your praise to Him. It doesn't matter how much musical talent you have either. The Bible urges us in Psalm 100 and verse 1 to make a joyful noise. And the second will be to give to God. The psalmist writes, Give an offering to show thanks to God. Give Him what you promise out of Psalm 50:14. Obviously, giving and thanking go together. That's how we get the word thanksgiving. Nearly 400 years ago, a group of people called the Pilgrims set aside a day in the fall to express thanksgiving to God by bringing an offering, experiencing a banquet, and sharing in fellowship together. Today, we know that day is thanksgiving and we celebrate it as a national holiday. And the next one is we need to pray to him. 
Paul writes, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Out of Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Spend more time praying and thanking God in your prayers. The Bible says the more specific you are in your prayer, the easier it is for God to answer it. The same is true for our thanksgiving. God doesn't want us to just say thank you, God, for everything. That's a pretty bland prayer. Make a list of exactly what you're thankful for. Then spend some time thanking God for those items. And the fourth is serve him. Since we have a kingdom nothing can destroy, let us please God by serving him with thankful hearts out of Hebrews 12:28. Whenever you serve someone else in the name of Christ, you're offering a visible, tangible thanksgiving to God. If God never does anything else in your life, you still owe him everything. He gave you talent, energy, health, and opportunity to make a difference with your life. Everything you have is a gift from God. Thank God for what he has done in your life. And that is what being thankful is all about. So I understand this is not uh, November and Thanksgiving, but God has really laid in my heart about gratitude and being thankful. And so we're doing the message today on kind of a Thanksgiving Day message. So Thanksgiving was established as a national holiday in the United States by President Abraham Lincoln in 1863. The roots of the holiday can be tracked back to 1621, when the pilgrims offered a prayer of thanks before their meal with the members of the Wapanoag tribe. The pilgrims were grateful for their first harvest in the New World, and for their Native American neighbors who helped make it possible. The momentous occasion is often referred to as the first Thanksgiving. That would likely come as a surprise to certain Bible characters who gave thanks to God in memorable ways thousands of years before the pilgrims arrived in the New World. These men and women demonstrated a kind of gratitude that pleases God and perhaps inspires others. So I would like to talk about stories of thankfulness in the Bible. And the first one comes from King David out of 2 Samuel 6, 1-23. One of the pinnacles of David's reign was the arrival of the Ark of the Covenant, God's dwelling place among his people, in Jerusalem. David was so grateful to the Lord, allowing the Ark of the Covenant to be transported to Jerusalem, that he could barely contain himself. 2 Samuel 6.14 says he danced before the Lord with all his might. Two verses later, he's described as leaping and whirling before the Lord. His display of thankfulness was so exuberant that his wife chided for him for celebrating in a manner unbefitting a king. David refused to let her spoil his thanksgiving. It was before the Lord, he explained, therefore I will play music before the Lord and I will be even more undignified than this and will be humble in my own sight. And the next would be about Hannah out of 1 Samuel 1. A man named Elkanah had two wives. Penina, who bore him sons and daughters, and Hannah, who was barren. Hannah's inability to bear children devastated her and made her an easy target for Penina's taunts. Once a year, Elkanah made the journey to the tabernacle in Shiloh to worship and offer sacrifices, and every year Hannah accompanied him. She spent her time there deep in prayer, begging God to open her womb. Her cries of anguish were so intense that one occasion Eli, the priest of Shelah, 
chastised her because he thought she was drunk. After Hannah explained her plight, Eli said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked him out of 1 Samuel 1.17. God answered Hannah's prayers and granted her the desire of her heart. She gave birth to a son and named him Samuel. We don't have to imagine the joy Hannah experienced or the gratitude she felt to her God. Her exuberant prayer of thanksgiving in 1 Samuel 2, 1-10 expresses her feelings quite vividly. And next would be the Samaritan leper out of Luke 17, 11-19. Jesus was passing through a village in Samaria when he encountered a group of ten men who suffered from leprosy. The men cried out for Jesus to have mercy on them. Jesus heard their cries and healed them. He instructed the men to show themselves to the local priests so they could be ceremonially cleansed. The men did as they were instructed, and then nine of them went their separate ways. Perhaps they left to celebrate their healing. Perhaps they intended to share the good news with their loved ones. Perhaps they were just eager to rejoin society and begin their new lives. The tenth leper likely had similar plans, but he had something else to do first. According to Luke 17:15 and 16, he returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Jesus was moved by the man's response, which must have been almost a rewarding to the man as the healing itself, because he went the extra mile to express his thankfulness. The tenth leper was able to connect with the Lord in a profound way. So next, I'd like to introduce the song called I Give Thanks by Tommy Walker. And here it is. For the first morning light, for the birds when they fly, for the clouds when they hang up so high in the sky, for your glory I sing. In a sweet baby smile, I give thanks For those times when I've laughed with my family and friends For the times when I've cried since your spirit again For your love that I find when your praises I sing I give thanks, I give table is set for a walk on the beach where your beauty is seen I give thanks for the sound of the saints when they all join in and proclaim you are God the forgiver of sin for this hope in my heart that forever I'm yours I give thanks
Hey, what a great song by Tommy Walker. And part of the song that I like best is when he sings, For those times when I've laughed with my family and friends, for the times when I've cried since your spirit again, for your love that I find when your praises I send, I give thanks and I give thanks. So next, I'd like to read you a story, and it's called, Who Packed Your Parachute Today? Charles Plum, a U.S. Naval Academy graduate, was a jet pilot in Vietnam. After 75 combat missions, his plane was destroyed by a surface-to-air missile. Plum ejected and parachuted into enemy hands. He was captured and spent six years in a communist Vietnamese prison. He survived the ordeal and now lectures on lessons learned from that experience. One day, when Plum and his wife were sitting in a restaurant, a man at another table came up and said, You're Plum. You flew jet fighters in Vietnam from the aircraft carrier Kitty Hawk. You were shot down. 
How in the world did you know that? asked Plum. I packed your parachute, the man replied. Plum gasped in surprise and gratitude. The man pumped his hand and said, I guess it worked. Plum assured him, it sure did. If your chute hadn't worked, I wouldn't be here today. Plum couldn't sleep that night thinking about that man. Plum says, I kept wondering what he might have looked like in a Navy uniform, in a white hat, a bib in the back, and a bell-bottom trousers. I wonder how many times I might have seen him and not even said, good morning, how are you, or anything, because, you see, I was a fighter pilot and he was just a sailor. Plum thought of the many hours the sailor had spent on a long wooden table in the bowels of the ship, carefully weaving the shrouds and folding the silks of each chute, holding in his hand each time the fate of someone he didn't know. Now Plum asked his audience, who's packing your parachute? Everyone has someone who provides what they need to make it through the day. Plum also points out that he needed many kinds of parachutes when his plane was shot down over enemy territory. He needed his physical parachute, his mental parachute, his emotional parachute, and his spiritual parachute. He called on all of these supports before reaching safety. Sometimes in the daily challenges that life gives us, we miss what is really important. We may fail to say hello, please, or thank you. Congratulate someone on something wonderful that has happened to them. Give a compliment or just do something nice for no reason. As you go through your this week, this month, this year, recognize people who pack your parachute. Are you thankful no matter what? Let's look at a story of a man who had every right to be bitter, but wasn't. The next footsteps in the quarter he knew, might be those of the guards taking him away to his ex execution. His only bed was the hard, cold stone floor of the dank, cramped prison cell, not an hour past when he was free from the constant irritation of the chains and the pain of the iron manacles cutting into his wrists and legs. Separated from friends, unjustly accused, brutally treated, if ever a person had a right to be complained, it was this man languishing almost forgotten in the harsh Roman prison. But instead of complaints, his lips rang with words of praise and thanksgiving. The man was the Apostle Paul, a man who had learned the meaning of true thanksgiving, even in the midst of great adversity. Earlier, when he had been in prison in Rome, Paul wrote, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ out of Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. Think of it, always giving thanks for everything, no matter the circumstances. Thanksgiving for the Apostle Paul was not a once-a-year celebration, but a daily reality that changed his life and made him a joyful person in every situation. Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks, is to God for all of his blessings should be one of the most distinctive marks of the believers in Jesus Christ. We must not allow a spirit of ingratitude to harden our heart and chill our relationship with God and with others. Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks to God for all his blessings, should be one of the most distinctive marks of the believer in Christ Jesus. Nothing turns into bitter, selfish, dissatisfied people more quickly than an ungrateful heart. And nothing will do more to restore contentment 
and the joy of our salvation than a true spirit of thanksgivingness. Today, ingratitude and thankfulness are far too common. Children forget to thank their parents for all they do. Common courtesy is scorned. We take for granted the ways that others help us. Above all, we fail to thank God for his blessings. Ingratitude is a sin, just as surely as lying or stealing or immorality or any other sin condemned by the Bible. One of the Bible's indictments against rebellious humanity is that although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him out of Romans 1.21. An ungrateful heart is a heart that is cold toward God and indifferent to his mercy and love. It is a heart that has forgotten how dependent we are on God for everything. From one end of the Bible to the other, we are commanded to be thankful. In fact, thankfulness is the natural outflowing of a heart that is attuned to God. The psalmist declared, Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving out of Psalm 147.7. Paul wrote, Be thankful out of Colossians 3.15. A spirit of thanksgiving is always the mark of a joyous Christian. Why should we be thankful? Because God has blessed us, and we should be thankful for each blessing. We seem never to be satisfied with what we have, rich or poor, healthy or sick. But what a difference it makes when we realize that everything we have has been given to us by God. King David prayed, Wealth and honor come from you. We give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Everything comes from you, out of 1 Chronicles 29, 12-14. I read a story about a pastor, and he said some years ago he visited a man who was wealthy and successful. He was the envy of all his friends and business associates. But as we talked, he broke down in tears, confessing that he was miserable inside. Wealth had not been able to fill the empty place in his heart. A few hours later, I visited another man, only a short distance away. His cottage was humble, and he had almost nothing in the way of world's possessions. And yet, his face was radiant as he told me about the work he was doing for Christ and how Christ had filled his life with meaning and purpose. I'm convinced that the second man was really the rich man. Although he didn't have much, he had learned to be thankful for everything that God had given him. Paul declared, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or of want, out of Philippians 4.12. A spirit of thankfulness makes all the difference. Are you constantly preoccupied with what you do not have? Or have you learned to thank God for what you do have? It is so easy to take people for granted or even to complain and become angry because they do not meet our every wish. But we need to give thanks for those around us, our spouses, our children, our relatives, our friends, and others who help us in some way. I read a letter from a woman who began by telling me how fortunate she was to have a kind, considerate husband. She then used four pages to list all his faults. How many marriages and other relationships grow cold and eventually are shattered because of sin of ingratitude? Do you let others know that you appreciate them and are thankful for them? The Christians in Corinth were far from perfect, but Paul began his first letter to them by saying, I always thank God for you out of 1 Corinthians 1.4. When a group of believers whom Paul had never met 
came out to greet him as he approached Rome. We read that at the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged out of Acts 28.15. Thank God for those who touch your life. We draw back from difficulties, yet not one of us is exempt from some kind of trouble. In many parts of the world, it is dangerous even to be a Christian because of persecution. And yet, in the midst of those trials, we can thank God, because we know that He has promised to be with us and that He will help us. We know that He can use times of suffering to draw us closer to Him. Consider it a pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance out of James 1, 2, and 3. Not one of us is exempt from some kind of trouble. And yet, in the midst of those trials, we can thank God, because we know that He has promised to be with us and that He will help us. When the prophet Daniel learned that evil men were plotting against him to destroy him, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he'd done before out of Daniel 6.10. The Bible commands, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, out of 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And Paul declared, You will even be able to thank God in the midst of pain and distress because you are privileged to share the lot of those who are living in the light. Colossians 1.12 I don't know what trials you may be facing right now, but God does, and he loves you and is with you by his Holy Spirit. Cultivate a spirit of thankfulness even in the midst of trials and heartaches. God has given us the greatest gift of all, his son, who died on the cross and rose again so that we can know him personally and spend eternity with him in heaven. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, 2 Corinthians 9.15. The Bible tells us that we are separated from God because we have sinned, but God loves us. He loves us. He loves us. And he wants us to be part of his family forever. He loves us so much that he sent his only son into the world to die as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. All we need to do is reach out in faith and accept Christ as our Savior and Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And of course, that's from John 3.16. Have you opened up your heart to Jesus Christ? If not, turn to him with a simple prayer of repentance and faith, and thank him for what he has done for you. And if you do know Christ, how long has it been since you thank God for your salvation? We should not let a day go by without thanking God for his mercy and his grace to us in Jesus Christ. When we come to Christ, it is not the end, but the beginning of a whole new life. He is with us, and he wants to help us follow him and his word. In ourselves, we do not have the strength that we need to live the way God wants us to live. But when we turn to him, we discover that it is God who works in us to will and to act according to his good purpose out of Philippians 2.13. Jesus promises the disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Out of Matthew 28, 18 and 20. In many countries, a special day is set aside each year for Thanksgiving, like it is here in America. But for a Christian, every day can be a day of Thanksgiving. 
as we are always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Christ Jesus, out of Ephesians 5.20. I know today I've probably repeated myself from some past episodes' content, but for whatever reason, God really wanted me to go over this again today. So we are going to end today's episode on an audio clip by Billy Graham on Thank You, Lord. And here it is. More than 150 times the Bible either calls men to thank God or tells them how to give thanks. In Old Testament days, God designated a special offering of thanksgiving for his people. More than 30 times in the Psalms, the psalmist speaks of giving thanks. Jesus taught us to give thanks as he gave thanks and broke the loaves and the fishes to feed the multitude. But more than any other spiritual or material blessing is the blessing of God's offer of salvation through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. When I see Jesus Christ hanging on the cross, and I remember that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to take my place on the cross, I must bow in front of that cross and say, especially on Thanksgiving Day, Thank you, Lord, for not sparing your son. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. He can give you peace and joy and hope in your heart today by trusting him. That does bring you to the end of our episode today. And my closing prayer, as always, is that God blesses the journey you're on with him and that you embrace that path. And also today, go ahead and thank him for that journey that you're on with him. So next week's episode is on God is Love. You can connect with me at positivelightpodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And anywhere you download your podcast, you can get Positive Life for free. Hope everybody had a great week. God bless, and we'll catch you next week.